0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Monash. On today's show, we're talking about one of the latest ideas in community design. It's the 15-minute neighborhood. The idea behind the 15-minute neighborhood is that everything you need to live your daily life should be within 15 minutes walking distance of your home. That means a trip to the grocery store, a trip to the office, a trip to the dry cleaner would all be within a 15-minute walk. Trips further afield could rely on using the car, or a 15-minute walk to a public transit stop. The idea of walkable communities is not new, if you've spent any time in Europe, you'll find communities that were centered around the town square. These places were built before the advent of the automobile, and they're some of the most livable communities in the world, despite the lack of parking sometimes. But if you go to even small communities in Europe of, say, 40,000 people, you'll find six to ten-story apartment buildings. You'll find dense main streets with clothing stores and a local deli, neighborhood restaurant that serves simple food, and even a fine dining restaurant. You'll find the local flower shop, the pharmacy, and the health food store all within walking distance. You'll find the smaller towns with as much to offer in terms of living daily life as a major city with a whole lot less traffic. They may not have all the museums and things that a place like Paris or Barcelona would have, but everything even within a major city like Paris or Barcelona is within walking distance in your local neighborhood. There's a local fresh fruit market with small vendors and a bakery. The design of North American cities have created a separation between the commercial center and the places where people live. The suburban lifestyle, where row upon row of identical houses with manicured lawns, is an artifact of the 1970s and 1980s. This trend created a band of abandoned real estate outside the core of each city. You drive a bit further and you get into the suburbs, but it really makes no sense. Communities all over North America have rediscovered that band of real estate just outside the downtown core and started redeveloping it. The opportunity exists to create new living arrangements where you live, work, shop, dine, and play within your local community. Mixed-use developments are now becoming more common. Even the 150,000-square-foot supermarkets, well, they're still there, but they're also being augmented by smaller, 25,000-square-foot neighborhood markets, and these smaller markets fall within half a mile of where people live. Of course, you need population density to support that kind of commercial density. Cities that build medium to high density can easily support the number of shops and walkable communities that result in thriving local businesses. The hardest thing to create is a community that lacks the density to support local business. Sprawling cities like Phoenix, which are overwhelmingly based on single-family homes, have very low density. Local businesses struggle to survive in that environment because they don't get enough traffic to pay the rent. The strip mall on a commercial highway is still an auto-centric design. You'll drive to the barbershop or to the flower shop if it's in a strip mall, but if it's in your local town center, you can be within a walkable distance. Now, density by itself isn't the solution. You need to build complete communities with local parks. You need walking paths. So many cities in North America have been built with streets having no sidewalks. The message is clear. Take the car. It's not safe to walk. Now, my hometown of Ottawa, Canada has adopted the concept of the 15-minute neighborhood into its latest incarnation of the official plan. But if you research the concept, you'll find that other communities like Boulder, Colorado, Portland, Oregon, and even Detroit have adopted a similar concept. All across North America, we bankrupted our cities and states by putting everything further and further apart, and then building huge networks of roads and public transit to connect it all together. The cities have ballooned much faster in landmass than they've grown in population, and they face ever-mounting maintenance costs for all that pavement, the same time as the residents clamor for yet more roads to deal with the congestion caused by all the driving we forced upon ourselves. Now, if you've ever built a road, you know exactly how expensive it can be to build and to maintain. The best way to lower these costs is to fill in the spaces left vacant in the middle of our cities that have fallen out of fashion. That means no new roads, no new public transit, and no new schools. It's reusing the infrastructure that's already there and has already been paid for. One of the big tragedies of urban sprawl is the way we get our children to school. Now, I've lived in the suburbs for the past 30 years. My children have been walking distance from school, and when I grew up, I used to walk to school, but my children never experienced that. They had to take a 30-minute drive on a school bus instead of a 20-minute walk to school. Frankly, I think that's pretty messed up. I'd love to see the return of the neighborhood school and get rid of all those school buses that are taking kids 30 to 60 minutes twice a day all over North America. As you look at opportunities for development projects, study the 15-minute neighborhood and inspire your local communities and community associations to make the old world sensibility part of your new world city. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. Talk to you again tomorrow.